Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Rack. Me and a guest, a Star Wars topic, and 10 reasons to support the topic. That's what we do here. We get right to it. And with me for this very special edition, we also want to thank you all for checking out the anthology prequel special edition that we rebroadcast last time. But this one is very special because it's a character near and dear to our heart. Joseph Scrimshaw, you're here to talk Obi-Wan Kenobi with me. That's right. This is such an honor to go from just talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi out loud to myself to doing it with you in a room for other people to listen to. Absolutely. Uh, Today's topic is reasons to make an Obi-Wan movie. Now, we... 
believe in our hearts that this Obi-Wan in the Desert movie is coming. Obi-Wan, standalone movie, a Star Wars story movie, however you want to refer to it. And I, I, I have even more reason to believe that this is a thing that's happening, Joseph. Yeah. But still, and I think with good reason... Because of some of the trepidation about Solo, Rogue One wasn't universally loved. A lot of people might be looking at a Kenobi movie or any other future standalone movie with some questions. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of the general attitude of like, yeah, 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 old stuff, old stuff. We want to see new stuff. Yeah, go outside. And then, of course, you get something a little different like Last Jedi and that tests the, <laughs> the bounds of fandom. But... Obi-Wan is a little different. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Yeah, yeah. He is, like, one of the, like, uh, linchpins of this entire saga. Yeah, I was, I just rewatched the original trilogy. Me and my girlfriend just, she wanted to do it. We, over the course of a couple nights, just uh, watched them all. And even, you know, you forget, even in Empire and Jedi, like, Alec Guinness shows up, but he brings his A-game. Yeah. All right, he sits down on a log. <laughs> but we know Force Ghosts can do more things. But you forget, like, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. He has a lot of lot to do with the story, especially never, driving Luke. Yeah, he never leaves. He is right there. In <laughs> Luke's uh, whole arc would not be as powerful without Obi-Wan saying, uh, Vader's gone. Right. So, I mean, it's a bummer, dude, but uh, yeah. go kill your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kill your father. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Well, then we've lost. The Emperor has already won. Yeah. Why we... I know we've discussed this on Force Center before. Obi-Wan's a popular character. But for you, and I know you grew up a Luke Skywalker fan, but yeah. Obi- Obi-Wan, it definitely... That's a scrimshaw favorite. Yeah, yeah. The Ewan McGregor's performance affected me deeply. I... Any other problems I had with the prequels were immediately wiped away, and I think it was seeing mm-hmm. this entire arc of this complex character who yeah. had a sense of humor and a sense of questioning things, but yeah. at the same time was just like this loyal, duty-bound Jedi Knight. Like, he's the one Jedi Knight that we see who's just like, you know, for the most part, until Revenge of the Sith, he's not on the council. He's just a Jedi Knight. Being yeah. a proper Jedi Knight. A working class hero in a way. Yeah, yeah. John Lennon would be proud. Um, yeah, and then and then I think the Clone Wars animated series just even builds it out even further. Yeah, exactly. It really solidifies that great line that I always quote all the time about, uh, this is a collection of uh, half-truths and hyperbole known as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And how he totally embraces that. And, yeah. You know, he just really embodies that from a certain point of view uh, theme that I think is both funny and deep in Star Wars that he, he first rolls out in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and you just get to see him play with that again and again and play with the world. And like, I think of it this way. I'm going to look at how you look at it to see how I can come yeah. out on top in this conflict. And it's so funny because that, that, that really is in a way a, a retcon from just what Alec Guinness was in New Hope but what George yeah. Lucas wrote and some of those things where we're like, all right, so now they add the wrinkle of Vader as the father. They add the wrinkle that Leia is his sister, <laughs> and George changes along the way. And then the prequels come out and change a lot of things. And well, where's where we never heard Qui Gon before? So in a weird way, Lucasfilm, Filoni, anyone with the Clone Wars had to start retconning and going forward. You see it, and I love that it became part of his character. Like you said, that line about the uh, the half truce. Yeah, just was a fun wrinkle. Yeah, yeah, and you can decide, as we have here on our debate, as we've done on Force Center, like, does that make him a liar and a jerk, or does that make him just very open-minded and philosophical? Right. I think we know where we come down <laughs> That's on. right. So with that in mind, we want to look ahead to the yet-announced, still technically a rumor, 
Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> movie and talk about the reasons why it's a good idea. We each have five. You have some runner-ups. I uh, I didn't have any runner-ups okay. because yours were too good, and I stole <laughs> one of your run- runner-ups to put on my list. And a lot of times, program note, we like to sometimes surprise each other, but some of these bigger topics... We like to know going in that we're not repeating yeah. the same beats here. So, uh, do you want to uh, well, cover? You know, we'll cover the runner-ups between two and one. I'm, okay, that sounds I, good. I'm, I'm directing on the fly here, <laughs> uh, as, as Obi Wan probably would. Let's start with your number five reason to make an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. My number five is he's the perfect age. It's the perfect time. Come on, that is to me one of the strongest reasons. I love that. That's actually in the title. Come on. Come on is in, in the title for sure. This isn't like, ah, yeah, let's do a Jabba movie right. that you can do anytime because there isn't a person associated with this. You know, it's not an Ahsoka movie because Ahsoka hasn't been cast in, right. you know, physical form. Uh, you know, obviously Ashley Eckstein could do it. Right. Uh, but the point is that he is through almost like the will of the force in real life in the twists and turns of the Star Wars saga that he gets cast to play young Obi-Wan. Lucasfilm, Lucas decides to sell this to Disney. Disney wants to make spinoffs starring yeah. some of the biggest characters. And it's right, it's right there. Come on, it just seems like passing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just, a, it would be a shame if they didn't. Yeah, uh, uh, come on is the perfect <laughs> thing for this because it just, and and you know, Going from the prequels being hated to, oh, they're all right, to some just people absolutely love what the prequels put out there in some weird way. So just watch, like, you know, in, in 2007, if you were like, you're going to do an Obi-Wan movie with Ewan McGregor, eh, be a little less excitement. Yeah. People like you and I would be like, oh, that sounds good. I'm um, in, yeah. You know, that's, uh, I don't have a podcast yet, but I'll get one. <laughs> but now is of the time, and yeah, I mean, there, there's just a groundswell of support already for this movie. Yeah, and I should say it's because, and I think sometimes I, I get in my head and forget to say this super obvious, and the super obvious is Ewan McGregor is a phenomenal actor who elevated yes. the prequels immensely. He yeah. added charm. He is a great lightsaber actor. Not only is he good at the fight choreography and enjoys yeah. it, famously made the lightsaber noises on set, uh, like yeah. everybody does, uh, but like he's great at playing the pain or the fear or the mm-hmm. surprise or all of those things in the lightsaber fighting. So the fact that you have this phenomenal actor at the absolute top of his game who's like, yeah, I want to do one of you, one of these space movies. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was in the three that the critics r- ripped apart. Sure, I don't care. I'll still do another one. And I am made of charm. That's a, that's key. Now, look, Sam Jackson would come back as Mace Windu. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk. I'm sure Qui-Gon's name's going to come up. But the, Liam Neeson doesn't, doesn't seem to be against it. That headline of he's up for it is a little misleading because <laughs> he just said, oh, I thought I was killed, but anything can happen. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this isn't, you know, uh, Padme. Natalie Portman won't be coming back to a Star Wars movie. Probably As far not. as we know. No. Unfortunately. Uh, which is unfortunate. Her, her new movie, Annihilation, uh, she's married to Poe Dameron. So that's pretty exciting. That's if you want to have enough. some fan fiction <laughs> yeah. in your head, go watch Annihilation. But Ewan wants to do it. Ewan wants to do it. Yeah. And you know what? This is, this is the last part of this. Uh, that he's the yeah. perfect age. It's the perfect time. It's kismet. It's the will of the force. Come on. Also, he will never stop being asked yes. if this doesn't happen. And if it doesn't happen <laughs> soon, he will never stop being asked. And even if you're like, I don't want, yeah. I don't want 
an, another movie that's just featuring a main character. Well, let, let's just seize on the time. Mm-hmm. You can say, maybe you're not in the mood for this now, but we won't be able to do this in 10 years. We won't yeah. be able to do this in 15 years. Yeah. Let's do it now. Well, and hopefully you'll be in the mood for it after this podcast. So yeah. that is number five. Come on! <laughs> it's the perfect time. The Force has spoken. My number five reason to make an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie is Uncle Owen versus Obi-Wan. Yeah. I want the story. If you go to New Hope, Phil Brown as Uncle Owen, old, crotchety, crustedy, crustedy, crustedy. New word. New word, crustedy. Uncle Owen, he doesn't like that old space wizard. And at the time, it makes some sense. And then Empire comes out, it makes even more sense. All right, we didn't want you going off uh, following Obi-Wan, Luke. It makes perfect sense. A damn fool, idealistic crusade. But then you go back to the prequels, Joel Edgerton, again, another actor who's like, <laughs> I want back in. Please. Yeah. And, and he's grown as a performer. He's, he's uh, yeah, I, 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 B, I mean, he's an A-list actor, but he's not top of the draw, you know, yeah, but, that, but he has. He's solid. He's solid. And he's, and he's, and he's got a good reputation, even after Bright. Um, <laughs> he wants to do it. So I want to see what happened because. Owen is pl- Edgerton plays plays him in Attack of Clones. It's a little distant, but you don't get that he's not withered by the twin suns yet. Yeah, and he's not withered by being suddenly swept up into the fate of the galaxy, right? Tangentially. Yeah, and Bonnie Pierce uh, is uh, bring her back too. I don't know if anyone's yeah. asked her. Come on, Brew White Sun. Come on, Brew. In some of the supplemental new canon material, we have started to see from a certain point of view yep. touches on it. That Baru is open to Obi-Wan's help. Baru takes Luke, swaddles him at the end. And Edgerton's there as Uncle Owen looking to the twin sons. That's what we thought was the last shot in Star Wars ever. Forever, yeah. In 2005. Amazing. Something happened. And you just said it there. The weight of the galaxy is now on this, this shoulder. They're calling him Luke Skywalker, so you got to wonder. And then, from a certain point of view, uh, there's that flashback to the the the, the 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 Raiders are coming, and Owen's got to fight him, and Obi Wan's there, and, and then, Obi Wan has carved him like the T sixteen, yeah, right? The toys, the toys, he's secretly so he's leaving toys. Yeah, <laughs> I want to dive into the story. Secret Santa Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, Obi Wan. I want to dive into the story, and I'll even throw in the novelization of Return of the Jedi. Obviously, canon. Jason. They don't yeah. want to address it, but you know, Uncle Owen is actually Kenobi's brother in that version of yeah. the story. But hey, half truths. <laughs> Everything is true from a certain point of view. So something <laughs> happened. Aren't we all brothers? Aren't we all brothers? And I would love to see it. And one of the things, and, and it might come up again as we talk here, that people say, oh, why would you do an Obi-Wan? He's just in the desert waiting. That's not true. It's full of conflict. Absolutely. It's conflict everywhere. Owen versus Ben. Yeah. It's something I'd want to see. I agree. And I know that they have had little uh, flashes in the comic books. Yep. And we have that great story of Obi-Wan protecting uh, young Luke in the farm from raiders, from Tusken Raiders. Uh, and uh, he, he, All this stuff. But I actually think, why couldn't you roll some of that into the movie? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to say, like, oh, it's taking ground away from the movie. Yeah. That great scene in the short story and from a certain point of view could be in the movie. Could yeah. be part of Ben versus Obi-Wan. It's like some of the drama could be... Owen saying, no, he, he's mine now. He's, yeah. he's me and Baruch. And we don't want him to be part of this. That stuff in A New Hope could very well be true. Yeah. That your uncle didn't want you to have this. He didn't want you part of this because Owen knew Anakin. 
I got to believe they knew what happened, which is weird. We always talk about who knows in the galaxy. Yeah. There's two people that knew. Yeah, I feel like Obi-Wan had to talk with Owen. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, can you hide him here <laughs> so that the evil robotic Dark Lord of the Sith doesn't come here looking for him? Yeah. And you get a blaster and some blue milk to defend yourself. <laughs> I could see where the, that could be part of the battle. And how much does Obi-Wan say? How much does Obi-Wan tell him? How much does Obi-Wan say there's, well, you know, I think he's the chosen one. You know, what, what, what does that mean? You're yeah. crazy old wizard, man. Does Owen just resent the kind of maybe cruel manipulation of Obi-Wan? Like, I know Anakin won't yeah. come back here because it's where his mom died. Because it's where your dad let anakin's mom dies so he'll never come back here and because of that you can even name him skywalker and it doesn't matter so under the cloud of all of that pain and tragedy and blame could you raise this child (laughs) (laughs) and i'll be nearby leaving gifts so i think absolutely there that's my number five uncle owen versus old ben kenobi or young ben kenobi yeah middle-aged your number four my number four is to watch obi-wan kenobi wrestle with the true meaning of being a jedi knight Uh, So he has been, like I was saying, he's our example of the steadfast Jedi Knight, one of the great scenes of the Clone Wars. And this is a spoiler if you haven't watched the Clone Wars, but uh, I've warned you. uh, Mm -hmm. When Darth Maul kills Satine, who Obi-Wan has some feelings for, not a feeling, multiple feelings uh, for, and expects Obi-Wan to just break. Yeah, And Obi-Wan, of course, is like full of emotion, but just yells at him like, of course I'm not going to strike out in revenge. Right. I'm a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you know, he's not even tempted to fall to the dark side. He knows, right. of course. So, like, he is this great Jedi Knight, and I think that's part of why I like that from a certain point of view, that he's always questioning, and a Jedi yeah. should always be questioning. Sure. They should say, like, well, I'm pretty sure that this assumption is too, but true, but now I'll question it. Oh, yeah, I still believe it, so I'll right. proceed nobly. Uh, but now he's, he's outside of that order. That he yeah. followed more than Qui-Gon did. That he thought Qui-Gon should be more, right. you know, dutiful to. And now what does it mean to him alone, without the Order? The Order failed. He was a part of that failure. Yeah. What does it mean to be a Jedi Knight? Feels, I'm sure, part of that failure. Feels it in his soul. And you're right. So, all right. He pops into the bar. Hey, you know, pops around Moss Eisley, maybe yeah. pops over to Moss es- Espa, catches, catches a pod race, which, by the way, <laughs> you could put that in the movie. Oh, yeah. At some point, he might think... What am I doing? Yeah. I don't even know this Luke kid. Let him go live the life Uncle Owen wants. I'm out of here. Yeah. I don't need to be part of the Jedi Order anymore. It doesn't exist. Yeah. What keeps him there? Does he crave adventure? Oh. And like that would be an interesting mm. thing to face of like he's spent his whole life and he's grumped about like I don't I don't get the joy that Anakin does out of flying or right. I don't want to be in a battle. I'd rather be able to talk it out or just, you know, drop a large thing on somebody's head. But if I have to get my lightsaber out and fight, I will. Right. But he's spent his whole life active, doing things. And then he's yeah. just sitting there. And that would be it, like going back to Yoda's like yeah. Jedi don't crave adventure. Like But they had a lot of them. Yeah. So do they miss them when they're gone? Yeah. And look, we're, uh, one of the comparisons of why I think this movie can work is, is Logan. A lot of people, this, we've yeah. talked about it, other people, we, we've talked about it before, and, and, and that makes sense because it, it works off. There's a lot going inside the head of old man Logan that you can tell through this story, uh, different, different stories in the end, but I think there's something similar going on in the brain a little bit. But, but so what you're talking about here is, is, is Obi-Wan wrestling with himself and wrestling with what he believes, and that's, that's, that's deep for Star Wars. Fans. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to find purpose, which will fulfill him as a Jedi Knight and a Jedi Master. 
but will his purpose actually bring him joy and can he right face like having a joyless ex- joyless selfless existence if it is the higher calling yeah because it's so much different than than yoda yoda goes into hiding and he says because he failed yeah obi-wan's because that meme went around or that conversation you have you know talk about luke skywalker yeah. and last jedi and and Jedi don't run away, except Jedi this one and that one. That and this one. one, yeah. You know, I think it's fair to say, I don't, I don't say Yoda ran away, but it was a little different subtext. I failed, couldn't defeat the Emperor, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Obi-Wan's like, you got a mission. This is a mission. So what keeps him going for 19 years yeah. is, a, is an important question. Yeah. I love that. Love that. That's your number four. My number four, you mentioned her, Memories of Duchess Satine. Oh, boy. If you didn't watch The Clone Wars, well, Joseph warned you. <laughs> I'm Okay. With you stopping and watching all five, six seasons. Yeah. Come back after. Um, there's a lot of different things, all right? You're going to find Mieber Gascon, uh, the, the frog officer, all that stuff's there. But, leading the droids for yep, like 18 episodes. But some of the more mm-hmm. memorable stuff, I think, is the, the Mandalorian stuff, Bo-Katan, and Duchess Satine. The, the leader of the Mandalorian people who, that in and of itself, was cool. Yeah, this this duchess, this leader, this strong female leader of this powerful race, of, trying to keep uh, it a pacifist people. planet, which yeah. was new to the planet, which was new. And then Obi Wan shows up, and they've clearly held hands before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we know that that's not the Jedi way. That that attachment is forbid. All those things we're familiar with, but but Obi Wan loved her. Yeah, and she loved Obi Wan, and we've gotten that. In animated cartoon form. Yeah. We've gotten some mentions here and there, right, in other stories. But I want it up on the big screen. Yeah. I want it in front of a a bigger audience. Now, how do you do that? I don't know. I'm not writing it. Is it flashback? Is it books? Is it memories? She's not a Jedi. You're not going to get a Force ghost. But it could come up in conversation. Drunk at a bar. He could he could look at an old hologram that yeah. he's got that he saved from her. A little holonet message. I want it front and center. And I want to learn what happened before. Because we don't get that. We get after. Yeah. And I want to I wanna see how Obi-Wan loved. Yeah. And I think it was sort of important. Imp- or I can't remember. I haven't watched the episode in a little yeah. while. How directly it said that it was when he was still a Padawan, right? That they had a long mission uh, where they were, mm-hmm. you know, encamped there, mm-hmm. and he was willing to leave, but she said no, right? So, right, knowing that he was at that point at some point to say to not like in a rebellious way like Anakin, yeah, like try to be selfish and be like I'm going to have the order and I'm going to have a wife and I'm just not going to deal with it, right? But that he was willing to say like. I make a different choice. I'm not going to commit to the Jedi Order. I'm going to commit to this woman. Yeah, and having him flash back on that, man, what would have happened if she had said yes and I never became a Jedi and I never trained Anakin? And Yeah, so why he's wrestling with the things you were talking about, he's also got that. Yeah. Maybe he's like, damn it. <laughs> you know, it's like Jon Snow and Egrid. We should have stayed in that cave. That's right. Obi-Wan and Duchess Satine should have stayed uh, buried away on that planet, and I would want to know more. And immediately you're adding this this layer to Obi-Wan that's not out there in the general Star Wars public. We know it, and and, and Clone Wars has a lot of fans. But I can guarantee you right now, I can go to some Star Wars fans, good, solid, seen them all in the movies, be like, what do you know about Duchess Satine? They'd be like, I don't know. Uh, what? No, who? Uh, Nicole Kidman from Moulin Rouge? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. So uh, I'd like to be... What's uh, casting wise? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see that uh, played out a little bit, a little bit yeah, more. That's yeah. my number four memories of Duchess Satine. 
Your number three? My number three is maybe a way that we could see some of these things is my number three is we could learn so much more about Force Ghosts. Uh, we know at the end of Revenge of the Sith that he has another assignment from Yoda. He has the training uh, to learn how to become selfless and become uh, one with the Force and retain his existence, the living Force, meeting with the cosmic Force so he mm. can still retain his existence. So you know that he's going to be communing with uh, Qui-Gon. That's why Liam Neeson is being asked yep. about uh, yep. coming back. And <laughs> I would really love to be a reporter and just be able to corner Liam Neeson. It's like, okay, you know how the living force and the cosmic <laughs> force, so you're, and he just watches eyes uh, glaze over. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, ob- obviously in the, from a certain point of view, there's that great story. So uh, good, so uh, good. Where Obi-Wan is flashing back on all these different moments in his life. Yeah. And that might be a very interesting device if mm. you, are, if he is training with Qui-Gon, and he is flashing through all of the moments of his life. That could be, I mean, look, Ray's Force vision in Force Awakens, I think, is past, present, future, yeah. things she's not a part of, things that lightsaber was a part of, not her. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and that, uh, a big old Force ghost montage could also connect to Ray in the future. Oh. Into why is he, you know, or is he is he holding that lightsaber and meditating with that lightsaber and, you know, infusing that oh. lightsaber with Obi-Wan-ness? What if, oh, gosh. <laughs> what if, oh, I, we don't we don't fan fiction a lot here other than it's, fin- let's finish the fan fiction on Patreon. Uh, what if, yeah, what if he's holding Anakin's, light, meditating with Anakin's yeah. lightsaber? And what if we hear him say, Ray, these are your first steps? What if, yeah. what if like, all that stuff... He doesn't even know why. doesn't know yeah. what's going on. Oh, that would be so great. And I think it would just put on screen, because filled in with canon, with more Clone Wars episodes, random books, mm-hmm. all the ghost stuff is explained. But if, which yeah. I think is a valid point of view, that you're like, I should be able to go see the Star Wars movies and get what's going on in Star Wars. Yeah. This would be a great place to do kind of a a definitive stamp from Lucasfilm of here's how we want people to generally think of it. And here's the basics of right. You, you train to be selfless and you meditate and this is how a Jedi accomplishes this. And that's what Obi-Wan's talking about when he says, if you strike me down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh gosh, I, I'm getting my new. I, I knew I wanted this movie, but you, we're, we're we're fan. I gotta speculate responsibly. <laughs> exactly. Lower Hashtag. my expectations. So that is your number three. Sir. That's my number three. Love it. My number three. I'm gonna follow on that one. There. This is a standalone mo- movie with saga significance. What do I mean? My, what do I mean by that? Now, Rogue One. Great story. I love John Knowles' story that had come up with it. But it was a it was a fun attempt, and I say it was a dark movie, but a fun attempt to expand known history. It's a line. From the crawl. Yeah. And that's a way to get fans in. We're in right away, right? Oh, and yeah. I still, when I think about it, like Rogue One, I really like. Do I have some first and second act problems, some character development problems? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But that third act is more Star Wars than almost anything I've ever it's seen. so good. Radis is amazing, and it fills in known history. It answers some questions. Yeah. But a lot of people don't like all the questions answered, which right. is why they might be trepidatious about Solo. And Solo is going to be a fun romp. And following The Last Jedi, that might be something we need. But we got this challenge of Alden Ehrenreich. God bless the guy. Um, uh, I, I, I was talking with someone today at work about it who actually knows him. Oh, to really? Work with him. Text. They talk, text with him even now. Oh, and they're really? like, we're, we're, we I feel for him because you know, it, who who could do this? Yeah. So that's going to have a lot about a lot of the focus will be on that and it is though we might get big questions answered about Han Solo I think overall it's going to be a light on the surface Star Wars movie. I think so too. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Yes, we hope. 
And I think it will. I have faith. Faith in, in everyone there. But an Obi-Wan Kenobi, with some of the stuff you're talking about here, some stuff I've brought up, will, will really ha- carry weight to the franchise going back 40 years. Yeah. To an important character. And it'll add layers and answer big questions and put things on screen. You, We talk about Qui-Gon, bringing Qui-Gon back and... And, and, and I don't expect him to be through all the movie, but having it there, like connecting threads yeah. between the this could and and what you did, I hadn't even thought about it, but now I almost will not accept anything <laughs> less of, of a connection to Ray. I mean, I mean, yeah. Ben's there, Kenobi's saying Ray, these are your first steps. So all that's there, and this will have uh, more than the first two standalone movies, a real big wallop that will just hit us fans in our hearts. Yeah. So you're feeling like he, it's not just like, hey, here's a random character. It's not like Java. Like a Java gangster movie yes. could be great. Uh, Yoda teaching, you know, raising young Count Dooku. Hey, right. that could be fun. But Obi-Wan is smack dab in the center of the Skywalker saga as we know it. He's in the center of the galaxy, just yeah. like Force. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Because what is, what's one of the complaints? We hear it from even, even hardcore Star Wars fans. Solo, I don't want just another movie. Then I yeah. don't want a Jabba movie. Uh, we, even you and I, have soured on if it's just Boba Fett. Yeah, uh, you're right. And and there's some, you know, why not just do the Gonk Droid movie? All right, got it, get it. But yes, Obi Wan Kenobi isn't just old man in the desert watching Luke from afar. It will answer questions, add to things, pose questions through all potentially nine saga films. You know, yeah. it can connect to that. It can tie to that. Doesn't need to. It doesn't need to have everything. You know, I've, I've had a vision of someone named Poe Dameron. Like, no, 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 no. But it isn't just an Obi Wan movie. Right. This yeah. is a Star Wars story, an important one. Yeah, yeah. He has the emotional conflict, which is what you need for a good story. You need the character to have emotional conflict, and he has plenty of conflict that will answer questions uh, and further mysteries about yeah. the Star Wars saga. Yeah. Absolutely. That's my number three. A, a standalone with saga significance. Yeah. Your number two. My number two is I think that it will help what a lot of Star Wars fans have been asking for is to push Star Wars into new genres. Mm. And I feel like the third act of Rogue One did feel like still Star Wars. You just said the most Star Wars mm-hmm. ever. And it did. But also yeah. like, but it's a war movie. Yes. Like it was long extended scenes on an actual battlefield shot up close and personal with a lot of these soldiers yeah. dying yeah. yeah troops on the ground uh battle mm-hmm. in the air you mm-hmm. know the the infiltration mission and all high stakes and death mm-hmm. uh so like yeah we got a little taste of that like ooh, mm-hmm. and i think that's still what these standalone movies can be is yeah. totally different genre things and i think by necessity the obi-wan movie is going to be basically like this um a solo quest, uh, yeah. not not solo, solo, not solo. Uh, but you know, a, a lonely, tortured mm-hmm. soul on a quest of some kind, or trying not to go on a quest uh, yeah. be- because he might want to, but he shouldn't. So, is it going to have the the feeling of a western, yes. a tale of temptation, you know, a Shakespearean tragedy, a character study? It could be all those things. And I think the more I think about it, it is the closest thing to like uh, a really interesting Star Wars indie movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Western, excuse me, I bit my tongue there. Uh, the <laughs> Western is the one I gravitate the most because it's, it's it's more on the surface of the, but what you're saying, these layers are even more intriguing. Of being able to break down 
Star Wars movie in an independent uh, drama. Or, yeah. Or, you know, I'm sure there'll be comedy. It's Obi-Wan. He's going to have a funny line here yeah. and there. But, yeah, you'll be able to... A, a family drama. The stuff we're talking about with Owen and Beru, I mean, you might it might be a little slice of family yeah. drama. Something different. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor can hold it. Like, I understand when you say it loud, it sounds funny if, like, maybe there isn't a huge conflict. I mean, there might be a huge conflict, but maybe it really is. Like, just... Some local trouble and people like Star Wars movie where there's just like he takes out a a little gang of bounty hunters. Yeah, but you know, go go see a little a really great indie drama um, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Lucky, uh, yeah. Harry Dean Stanton's final film, which mm-hmm. I unfortunately I don't think a lot of people saw. Right, but it, it's just about this phenomenal actor coming to terms with his that he's probably mm-hmm. going to die yeah. and has no idea how to do that. And it's yeah. a compelling movie, and I think. While that doesn't sound like Star Wars initially, mm-hmm. you get an actor like Ewan McGregor, you get a character like Obi-Wan Kenobi who's already steeped in being very thoughtful, Yeah, and you throw in some lightsabers. Man, I'm telling you, indie drama with a lightsaber. Yeah. That's just makes me uh, makes me cry. You get go picture, kid. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It, it, it is it is a chance for Star Wars to do something different, uh, while while again remaining Star Wars, which is what we hear a lot. Again, I think you and I both think Last Jedi went to different places. Still remains Star Wars. Yeah. Still, as everything Star Wars Solo will be that as well. But uh, it will push push the boundaries in a safe way. Yeah. You know what? A lot of I've never heard anybody complain about, and I've in fact only heard people compliment more and more mm-hmm. is our introduction to Rey in the Force Awakens. Yeah. the time it takes to just mm. visually show us the reality of her life. And I think yeah. a lot of this movie could have that tone, yeah. and it still fits in Star Wars. There's something kind of uh, mournful about it, mm. wistful. I mean, that race sequence is, is perhaps my favorite sequence in the movie, yeah. not counting some of the bigger fights and stuff or the, the um, stuff going on there. But, yeah, there's, there's something, such a perfect introduction to that character, but it's just her. It's yeah. just her. Just you going mean, through her life. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that is a great point. It is, is a chance to to really stretch some things, and you get um, what's the director that's rumored, Stephen Daldry. Yeah, uh, he's done that kind of stuff. He, he's got that kind of intimate, kind of indie yeah. uh, look on a big budget level. That might be what we get. Awesome. So that's my number two. Your number indie Obi One. My. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Number two. This is the one that I stole. <laughs> uh, I was going to put some stuff about Qui-Gon, but I was like, well, really, I'm just talking about this. Uh, it is insight into the chosen one. Yeah. Now, that prophecy has driven a lot of Star Wars. Yeah. And I think it still drives what's going on in the sequel trilogy. Because though it wasn't explicitly stated in Last Jedi, it wasn't like Luke wrote it down on a piece of paper, the belief is that Luke believed Kylo or Ben to be the chosen one. Yeah. And which is interesting because, no, I thought you were the chosen one. But it was interesting (laughs) because I thought your dad was the chosen one. And we talk about the, uh, you know, my, the Game of Thrones prophecies we all love. George R. R. Martin himself says, well, prophecies are designed to be misinterpreted, wrong, off base, or in some cases, right. So which one is it? And the fact that Obi-Wan, he has tripled down on this idea that Luke Skywalker is the chosen one. The, the, the Rebels episode with Darth Maul doubles down on this idea. Yes. It provides comfort for Maul and death, which is weird. And it's interesting because we know Qui-Gon would be in this movie. And this is where my thoughts started with Qui-Gon. Get him back, get Liam Neeson and them. Yay, cool, get them back together. But why would he be there? He'd be there to train Obi-Wan, to talk. Uh, final lesson, here's how you get yeah. to the other side. Cool, I can talk to you? Yeah. What the hell <laughs> did you think Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one? Yeah. Because I trained him because you told me to. And you can get into that, and then it becomes, who is the chosen one? And at the end of this, Obi-Wan has to really believe Luke is. And so we might, I don't know if we'll ever get that answer. I don't know if I ever want that answer, but we will get valuable insight into the chosen one prophecy. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever get any Lucasfilm stamped. Here is the truth of the myth of the chosen one. But I think playing with who believes 
who is the chosen one. And I think uh, the great thing is you could have room to explore not only who does Obi-Wan think the chosen one is, because he, mm-hmm. he comes to think it's Luke, but what does he think the prophecy is? What does he think balance in the Force is? Yeah, well, the balance, quite, yes. And, and that even goes back to my point about significance and your point about just, you know, so, you know get inside Obi-Wan's mind and yeah. what it's like to be a Jedi Knight. Yeah, what is balance? Because I think Luke was close to explaining some of it in 8. Like yeah. when he was like, you feel all that? You feel all that? What, it doesn't belong to us. Yeah, the more we don't interrupt the natural flow, yeah. there's balance. And, and he, he's got that great line, too, of like, and for a long time there's a balance. Mm-hmm. And then I... Trained Ben. He says it so casually, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some balance for a while. <laughs> well, what does that really mean? Is it because the Sith were destroyed? That doesn't seem right. You know, I, I mean, it seems right from a 1980s, we killed the bad guys point of view. Yeah. But nowadays, that's the fair question. So, yeah, I think th- this insight, and, and for him and, Obi- him and Qui-Gon, excuse me, to have these conversations, uh, you know, all right, maybe, maybe this doesn't have super box office potential. I mean, it does, but it's Star Wars. But... You know, I know some fans who, casual fans, who got, just show me some blasters and X-Wings. Yep. But to have Liam Neeson and Qui-Gon, yeah. as Qui-Gon, and yeah. Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor, sitting yeah. there having a conversation about the Chosen One, yeah. arguing, yeah. Anakin versus Luke, that's meaty. Yeah. And here's it, my money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's my money 800 times. I will see this. That's my promise. I will see this 800 times. <laughs> In the theater. I won't leave the theater. Right. I will physically have Move to be in. removed. Move in. So that is my number two. All right. Um, but I'm going to get your runner. Oh, you had some, you had some great runner-ups. Okay, yeah, yeah. Actually, one of the runner-ups we were just coming to, I think business-wise, mm. it would be smart given the dynamics of the prequels, the complicated dynamics mm-hmm. of the prequels. Obviously, I think The Force Awakens made an effort to do some things to acknowledge them, but just sort of tonally, visually say, we're back to the classic era. Right. But, you know, a lot of the people who grew up with the prequels are of the age to spend a lot of money and are getting to the age to mm. want to introduce their kids to Star Wars too. Right. So I think pandering, I don't like that word pandering, sure. uh, because it just means giving people things they like, which is a nice thing. <laughs> it's a nice thing. <laughs> Every Christmas, we all pander to one another by giving each other <laughs> gifts, things we'd like. Anyway, yeah. uh, by marketing to people who grew up with the prequels and mm. like the prequels, I think it's a good business decision. And I think by definition, setting a movie in between those eras is going to raise interest in having people... Like they did a little bit yeah. with the sequel trilogies, but I yeah. think even more so of like, wow, I saw Ewan uh, and Liam. Yeah. There is those characters. I'm going to go rewatch those movies again. I'm going to see or them again I'm, for yeah, the first time. Maybe I buy them or, yeah. you know, just kind of raise the yep. uh, marketability of them, the viability financially. Our prequelist t-shirt sales will go through the roof. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I already mentioned one of the other r- learn, uh, runners up of that. We could maybe learn a little bit about why uh, why he spoke to Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one that I want is I want some talk about his robes. <laughs> so I think uh, we've all made the jokes. I can't remember if I've yeah. gone about this on Force Center. I, I had a day where it just sort of clicked to me of like, yeah. well, every time we've seen farmers, they're wearing Jedi robes. Yeah, I think Jedi are just wearing farmer robes because they're they're plain folk. It's the other way around, right? Then. Right. They're just trying to be because, like, when the Jedi Order starts, it's like we don't need anything fancy. We'll just wear what farmers wear, and then it yes. got to be real awkward because they're an order that survived forever. <laughs> you know, people like Jedi. Let's build a statue of it, and now you're just you're a farmer and like, <sighs> yeah. Now I'm dressed like a Jedi, but what? These are loose clothes. They feel good. They're great for farming. Yeah. 
Because it's not just uh, Owen. It's you know, it's what they're wearing pretty much on Lemu. Yeah, they're at the beginning of Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Galen's got his farmer wear You're on. Right. You're right, and it's not as Jedi. Yeah, but sure they didn't want to take the jokes. But it's still just like what I'm farming. A farming. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know what you blow my mind. <laughs> I mean, I wanted a funny little scene where you know he lands on the planet and he's go- he drops off Luke and then goes back to like. Uh, uh, you know, try to get some land or see if you yeah. can rent a room. And people are like, what are you wearing? Well, that seems kind of cool. Uh, you know, next day, everyone's in town wearing it. Um, that would, that's why I'm not writing the movie. It started as a fashion craze. Yeah, yeah for sure. I but like yeah, I think you're right. Because that, that, oddly enough, this is why you're so good at this. That there's some there's some significance there. Where yeah. the Jedi were like, what what should we wear? We got to get outfits. We need plain humble stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's like what actual monks... Wears plain humble yeah. stuff. Like I, I, I think at some point one Jedi probably like Opo Rancisus's grandfather, <laughs> uh, Grand Opo, Grand Opo just said we should wear what farmers wear. You know, yeah. Boom. And, <laughs> and we might go. we might discover that. <laughs> we might discover. I that. hope so. I hope so. Uh, so that was my uh, runner up. Uh, in uh, yeah, I want to go. I want to go with your number one. Okay, because this is this is a great one too. Uh, your number one reason to make an Obi Wan movie. Okay, this is my number one is to see Obi Wan Kenobi hanging out in bars. Yeah, because you know he's got to. He's you know a- he's got to give it a try. There's just so much that tell- he's a social creature. He's a drunk. He's a drunk. He likes to drink. Yeah, he got that great line in Attack of the Clones. Or what yeah. are you gonna do? Get a drink. drink. <laughs> uh, we've seen him have some drinks in, in Clone Wars. He <laughs> likes chats. Yep. He likes discovering what a problem is by just poking at it yeah. and watching it for a while and springing the trap. Mm-hmm. He has come to despise most Eisley yeah. in the cantina in particular, which makes me think that you could have, I think, some well-balanced humor of just he's had some not great times. That's some run-ins there. At the cantina and it's just a pain in the ass and he's yeah. trying to find someone to hang out with and just chat because he likes hearing other people's points of view. He's yeah. lonely yeah. and it's just nothing but scum. I just think Obi-Wan is such a, a perfect galactic bar fly uh-huh. and it's one of the reasons I love the scene in Dexter's Diner because mm. of his relationship with Dexter because Obi-Wan's clearly the yeah. guy. That's not just some guy that he cultivated as a source yeah. for Jedi Mysteries. That's his pal. He for sure goes out and has a few with Dexter. That is why, you know, where you and I connect on the prequels a lot. There's a lot of reasons. But, uh, yeah, that Dexter scene. And, and, you know, Alex of Black Series Rebels, if you're listening, I apologize. I know you hate Dexter. <laughs> and a lot of people make fun of that scene. It is a 50 diner, 50s diner in Star Wars. I get it. Yeah. Flows the waitress. I get it. Yeah. But yes, we've talked about it in our prequel episode. That that is the day to day life of a Jedi, and 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 Obi Wan's at the forefront. Yeah, it's not, not attachment, Mace, but yeah. love. It's not Mace going down for a burger. It's Obi Wan. Yeah, and it's something about his character and the fact that yeah, not only does he know the cantina, he knows the cantina. Yeah, and uh, to actually see it play out, and not in a cheesy way. A lot of people worried that Solo's going to have a. I always shoot first line and everything, and <laughs> God, I hope it doesn't. Yeah, but yeah, to, to see that play out in an actual way, Obi Wan's not just sitting there. Yeah, they know the Tuscan Raiders, and from a certain point of view, talk about some crazy wizard doing weird things. Yeah. And they have the memory of what Anakin did. Yeah. Like, no one's returned to that village because it's haunted, basically. So there's Obi-Wan's not just sitting around. Yeah, just, cl- if you're still feeling doubt, just close your eyes and picture Ewan McGregor having a drink in a seedy canteen. It doesn't even have to be Chalmers if that's too on the nose. Right. But he's, he's investigating something and just hoping 
to have a chat and hear somebody else's point of view <laughs> and have a drink. <laughs> I would love that. That's a great number one from you. My number one to close the show. All right. Call it my pro wrestling past and my <laughs> pro wrestling passion. But, and we've discussed this, I've discussed it in council, we've discussed it here in Force Center, we've discussed it in regular life. If this movie happens, and I do believe it is, I think you're going to have to get used to the idea of Darth Vader. And I love the idea of Vader versus Kenobi one more time. Yeah. The final battle will happen in New Hope, that we know. And yes, I get it. Revenge of the Sith, he leaves him to die. They meet again in A New Hope. He senses him. I haven't a uh, you know, presence he hasn't felt since he was in the presence of his master. Sorry, yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Bad with quotes. If you watch the Schmodown, you know. <laughs> and we assume correctly. We assume in 1977 and 83 and 88, whenever you watched it on VHS, yep. that they hadn't seen each other since whatever they were talking about. Then you see Sith, and you assume safely, I think even correct, correctly at the time, that they don't see each other again to New Hope. Yeah. I'm under, I understand the trepidation. It I've, tracks. I've, I've, re, I've, re, I've received criticism for this. <laughs> uh, Christian Harloff and I are very, very, very... Uh, into the idea of Darth Vader. So let me, I guess, try to sell it to you. Go to Return of the Jedi. Obi-Wan once thought as you did. What does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, At the time, in 83, and if you go back to New Hope, you believe at some point when they met this final battle, when they were master and apprentice, Obi-Wan was like, you're not bad, you're good. I believe you can change. Come back, come back. Come back. But really, in Sith... Do you really think once the fight started that that was the point, or was Obi-Wan trying to destroy him? I understand you're the chosen one. You were supposed to, you weren't supposed to destroy. I, yeah, Obi-Wan's pissed. Yeah. But there isn't a, let me hold your hand. Let's pray. Let's come back to the light. Yeah. I don't think that moment's there as clear as Vader says it in Jedi. So I am okay with this idea if he is racked with guilt. And I believe Obi-Wan knows. I believe Though some people might say, well, how does Obi-Wan know he becomes Vader? I believe he knows. Yeah. It would make sense that he knows. The idea that this movie does not have to just take place on Tatooine. Yeah. You've laid some of the groundwork, Joseph, with your great insight here. What does it mean to be a Jedi Knight? What does it mean? What does mercy mean? What does attachment? How did I, did I fail? We saw what failure did to Luke Skywalker. Maybe Obi-Wan feels he failed and he wants to go correct it. And Vader, Obi-Wan, one more time. Yep, they don't die. We know that outcome. But the fact that this one moment has, it is meaty to me, it is Star Wars to me, and it would be important to the Skywalker legacy and the saga overall. Yeah, I am totally in agreement with that. I think it works the way it is now, but I think there are so many lines uh, that allow for another confrontation yeah the you know when uh when last we met i was about the learner now i am the master that could be vader talking about mm-hmm. his evil that yeah. he's now a master and he, that's uh, what obi-wan says of evil, darth. Darth. and the fact that he calls him darth, darth right because we could even get a nice setup for that of like if he goes to him he's like anakin come back anakin anakin and whatever it is that happens in this confrontation yeah well what happens is that the, this great Shakespearean tragedy of you watch this yeah. movie, you get you see Obi Wan get hopeful yeah. that he can find him, that he can bring him back. Yeah, and we all, of course know that he can't. Yeah, so that's gonna what's gonna break Obi Wan to just be like, I know you're not Anakin. I've accepted you're mm-hmm. you're Darth. Yeah, you're just a master of evil, and that's 
all you are. And he, he you know, it, it would just give Obi-Wan so much more humanity mm-hmm. to allow us to see him become fully convinced yeah. that he is more machine than man now, twisted and evil. Yeah. And that there's no hope for him. I know I tried, I tried, I tried. There's no hope for him. Yeah, and, and again, you're thinking on the fly here, sometimes you hear, it's like the idea that Obi-Wan doesn't know, you have to toss out because by new hope, he's very clearly saying... You know, from a certain point of view, Darth Vader killed your father. Yeah, yeah you're the, they're the one. Refers to him as Darth, which is always weird that, yeah. <laughs> that clearly that's you know not a first name, but now we know. <laughs> a little Alla- bit of a change. Alleginus is like I'll just call him Da. Um, <laughs> so all that's there. That's why you, what you're saying is if if it's left as it is now, it make it, it makes works. fine enough sense. But I I don't want I don't like the idea. Uh, people shutting it down too quick. I understand. And hey, we saw him in Rogue One. I hope I hope Vader's not in Solo. He might be. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he passes by. I don't want him. But Rogue One, it made sense. Business meeting aside with Krennic, but still, Vader's castle was great. Wouldn't you like to see Vader's castle one more time? Yeah. Maybe it's on Mustafar. Uh, the Vader comic, the new one, the Charles Soule one there that starts right after Sith, there's there's that stuff going on in Anakin's mind, Darth's mind, in which he's, you know, begging for forgiveness from Obi Wan. This yeah. vision. He's well, trying to push that out, right? Uh, maybe it's a vision. It. Oh yeah. Or maybe it's what happened, or maybe it's what could happen. Because at the time, I believe it'd be too fast uh, for Obi Wan. But maybe it's a vision of what's to come. It's there. The conflict is in Vader. It could could parallel a little bit to Ray going to Kylo. And trying yeah. to turn him into Ben, and it doesn't work. Not that suddenly Vader and Obi Wan are going to team up to, you know, to any kind of song and a meme you want to play now. Um, you know, but but there's something there. Don't write it off yet, just because you think it's going to the well. Yeah, with purpose, it would be amazing. Yeah, there's just there's story to be Back. told, and it could be a great story of Vader too. If you see just a crack, what what mm-hmm. if Obi Wan almost gets through to him? Yes, and oh, there I, is I think a he moment would. where he. He starts to take the helmet off, and then some other yeah. tragic thing happens. And depending on the time frame, four or five years after Sith, what everyone said, yeah. I, I would believe Vader to be in, in a perfect state to flip back for a second. Yeah. Or, you know, remember Ahsoka, whatever you want to say. Snips. Is Snips alive? <laughs> you know, uh, again, glad I'm not writing this. Um, but yeah, I think something's there. And, and, and what you talked about, what it means to be Jedi Knight, uh, the doubling down on Luke as a chosen one. Maybe this is probably maybe maybe his doubts. Maybe this little kid in the desert with his grumpy fake uncle, yeah, isn't the chosen one. Maybe it's still Anakin, and maybe Qui Gon says, "You must go." He's Anakin oh, uh, Obi Wan. I'm telling you, he's the chosen one. Go. Yeah, yeah, and it has such great energy with the Last Jedi too. Then mm-hmm. to see a Jedi like try, you know, yeah. resist uh, uh, facing his failure. Yeah, mm. could mm. be. Could be. That is 10 plus reasons <laughs> to make an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. You can tell we, we are passionate. We believe we had that hashtag, uh, Kenobi in the desert or <laughs> whatever it was. I forget. <laughs> long of, Kenobi nights. Yeah, Remember long, that hashtag? Long Kenobi nights. Uh, we believe in this movie. I hope you guys do as well. Let us know. Let us know reasons that we're missing. Let us know if you think our reasons are wrong. Just... Be polite and give us a hug at the end of it. Uh, we think this movie's coming. We think this movie is happening. We hope some of this stuff, some of these ideas, at least some of these themes can make it into the movie. Joseph, you are an Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> uh, master. Oh, and I, I appreciate you 
taking the time. Uh, you you uh, you have some adventures, and I want you uh, to tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, yeah. So I've always got uh, plenty of live comedy shows. I'm doing a monthly show here in Los Angeles uh, with my friend Angela M. Weber. Uh, it's called Game Night, so I always have one of those coming up. Uh, very soon I will be a guest at the Gallifrey One Doctor Who convention. You can always find out information on my website at josephsgrimshot.com under the live shows page, and you can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram in particular, is at josephsgrimshot. Tweet at me, use the hashtag Long Kenobi Nights. Long Kenobi Nights. You can find me at Catnapsock on Twitter, Instagram, technically Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been there in a long time, but I will uh, announce officially here. I've put it on uh, my personal Patreon page, mentioned it on Council once. I am on Twitch now. If you want to go to Twitch and find me at Catnapsock, I am playing some Battlefront 2. Just tonight as we're recording, Joseph made an appearance into my headset talking to you guys. And uh, I'm not a great gamer. Uh, but I p- play Battlefront 2, I pew, pew, pew my way around, and we talk Star Wars. We chat. Uh, you guys have been great supports, uh, supporters of it out there who've, who've already been uh, checking in. Winter Soldier, uh, uh, Goodrich, uh, a lot of people out there. Joey checking in as well. So already forming a little community there. I'm on there as well. Force Center Pod is on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We are available on, on a lot of podcast formats, including Spotify and iHeartRadio. Hey, man, that's get it in your car. Take us with you when you go. It's so much easier now. Don't forget, we also have the Patreon page, patreon.com slash center and Public. Get our merch. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked when talking to us about this show. That's it, guys. We'll see you next time. Star Wars has been ranked. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.